Blog Talk Radio. How's everybody doing tonight? That's not exactly what I wanted to happen to start off. I had something I wanted to start off the show with. Give me just one second. Hopefully it kicks it in this time. Try this again. As I welcome everybody to the 110 Nation Sports Show, trying to start the show off a little bit different today. And of course, I freeze up with what I'm trying to do. So hopefully, Streetcast will unfreeze itself. Go. Sorry for those that are tuning in on Instagram via uh, BTR. We will be going live in just one second. I just had everything locked up on me, and I'm hoping that this will, this refresh will get everything rolling and we can get this show started. Trying to be a little more high tech than I guess I should have been. There we go. Looks like. Well. Just 
No, if you don't want to go to WordPress. There we go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I do apologize to everybody out there that is tuning in, and why are you still not letting me do anything here? Try this one more time. This is how I want it to begin. Oh, wait, are you serious? Now it wants to cooperate. Anybody that caught it live, 
I'm glad that you guys stuck in, hung out in the, the chat room, and um, had a wonderful time. Uh, I'm still working on the replay of it for some reason. Um, for some reason, they uh, it's not on the replay. It, it's just showing a blank screen, and it's not doing nothing. So hopefully we'll be able to get the kinks worked out on that. If not, I definitely want to uh, thank Brandon um, very much. I, I've been messaging him back and forth. Um, we've been talking back and forth on Facebook and everything else. Did a phenomenal job. Stepped in, kind of winged it, uh, and things just didn't play out the way we wanted to. So hopefully um, hopefully we'll be able to get that up. Uh, got the day off yesterday. Well, for the most part. Um <laughs> I think uh, I think Randy, uh, she's listening, or she's uh, looked into the chat room. I think she can uh, be a witness. I was probably on my phone about a quarter of that race trying to get this show underway, um, logging in the backside of different things to try to help out um, and everything else while the race was going. Uh, definitely want to talk about, uh, talk about yesterday's race. Uh, interesting race and uh, interesting strategy. That caused that <laughs> was more towards the race. Um, interest, interesting strategy that caused Casey Kane a, a potential victory. Um, most definitely the dominant car. Um, we had a cable incident, and, and of course, um, Brandon is hanging on the chat room, and my stepdaughter are all with us, and we didn't get to hear all the details of everything went on. Of course, being at the track, but come to find out, there was like 37 injured, four rushed to the hospital. Um, I, I hope that everybody recovers uh, 100% from the incident. Uh, we'll kind of talk a little bit about that. Maybe NASCAR is trying to get a little too high tech. I think that um, I, I definitely think that NASCAR is the most hands-on sport that there is, and uh, we got to definitely experience that yesterday when uh, we were blessed with being able to go down to uh, the pit area thanks to Brandy. Um, I did get to uh, run into. Um, Yada, the captain from the uh, 78 team, King in Houston. Um, it was definitely a pleasure to be able to meet him face-to-face. And, of course, I got to meet Ray Wright face-to-face. Uh, I, I went ahead and I, I posted on any on Facebook earlier today in case you all didn't get to see my Facebook status earlier. Um, I, I did help to um, the cause of Stops for Poverty. I, I, I did get me... I did have the nuts to go ahead and donate um, for that cause. And um, as my post said, I, I laid my nuts on the table. As you see, if you look on Facebook, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Make sure you guys uh, contribute to that. Uh, <laughs> make sure you guys contribute to that cause. Uh, for every dollar, they uh, are able to provide seven meals. And right there, me spending $5 and getting five bug nuts off of Paul Menard's card, I just provided 35 meals. So there's there's no greater <laughs> there's no greater joy, and then not only be able to meet these guys, but it will still be able to contribute and help to the cause. Um, I got clown. Miss Brandy knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, we did catch up with the, the progressive people, and yes, I, I got me a dog tag, and I, I know it's an actual literal dog tag, and it has Mr. CJ Sports right on it. They were clowning me because I'm supposed to get my dog's name on it, but I did not. And I explained to them, I already, as I have my dog tags with me, um, they, were, they were talking about, well, you, that, that's a dog tag. And I, I said, I'm well aware of what a dog tag is. I've been wearing it for years. And they were like, no, that's literally a dog tag. And I said, I don't care. If, um, ask Brandy. As long as we still, <laughs> yeah. Well, I got I got it. My son enjoyed that hat. He went ahead and took that hat. Um, 
as long as we had to stand in line to get that engraved, I was not getting something for a, for my dog. It wasn't happening. Yes, I got a Martin Truex 56 hat. Paid $1 for it. I'm not jump ship. I'm not jump teams. But I had no problem supporting Martin Truex for a dollar yesterday. So, yeah, it, it was a... Uh, it was definitely a uh, well investment, especially as you see the top of my head. It was already starting to turn red where the sun was getting the best of me. Um, about four hours later, I decided I would put the hat on. So I kind of been sporting the hat the last uh, 24 hours straight or what. We got Miss Jules joining us via the BTR. Um, is obviously she's probably having problems getting in on the other end. Miss um, Jules, how are you doing today? Hey. I'm awesome. How's the sound? I am. It is a little low on my side, Miss Karen. Let me know if. Uh, really if loud to me. Just got to know if she's coming in pretty good or not. Um, obviously, we're talking a little bit of football. We got NBA uh, playoffs going on. We got San Antonio and Memphis playing tonight. We had Miami go ahead and go up two games to one last or yeah, yeah, last night. Um, we got, of course, MLB action, NFL talk, um, a good majority of NASCAR. Yeah. I forgot. Um, I didn't mean to <laughs> hear anybody out there. Um, yeah, let, let us know if Oh, uh, I don't want to laugh people. anymore. <laughs> um, let us know that uh, uh, anybody in the chat room, let us know if our volume is uh, level because she's coming in through BTR which is coming in a different direction. So I want to make sure that we are level and not too uh not too high on the uh the on the uh the song or on the uh show. Um what you do for uh, your Memorial Day uh activities before we get into talking uh before we get into talking some sports, Ms. Jules. Oh my gosh, it's actually a little sad. Okay. Well, I can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, you can hear me. Yeah, I got an echo, like you got it through the microphone or something. Um, believe it or not, it was... Okay, well, believe it or not, it was really laid back, um, just really chilled back, but just a, just a primary family. Uh, you know... All my family lives quite a ways away, so, you know, when there are holidays, we have to make special arrangements. Uh, and three days yeah. back from school, we give you plenty of time to, to travel a few hours there and back. You know how it is with kids. Yeah. But, um. but, but other than stressing over the show last night, <laughs> um, actually, it was just, There was uh, no cookout. It, it was cloudy, rainy on and off. So, you know, we just kind of chilled out with a movie. That, that's definitely and cool. And, of course, um, um, the race before. But, God, I, I just thank you for the picture. Oh, yeah, uh, no, no problem. Um, I definitely got more. Um, Brandy actually took about 700 pictures. I will be pulling them off her Facebook page. Um, and I have some that I took with my camera. Um, I, you know, some of them I sent out yesterday. It was very hard to send stuff out from the track for one reason or another. I can only, I think I was able to send three pictures the whole time I was there, and that was um, two of them to Miss Karen, um, and I think I put them on Facebook as well um, with uh, Ray 
Wright and Kenyon Kenyon Houston. Uh, sorry if I pronounced that wrong. And I forget what the other one that I I put on Facebook. But uh, we got a whole bunch of pictures coming from yesterday's race. Uh, Oh, 231. For some reason, I thought she said 700. Um, But 231 pictures. So definitely, uh, I know I've been adjusting it, Mitchell. Don't worry about adjusting it you're in. I've been Yeah, I just noticed in the chat room someone said I was loud, and I'm just like, well, that's normal, though. It is very much. But I've been adjusting you down a little bit bit more, so um, hopefully (laughs) we're, we're about even. Hopefully we're bad even. Uh, but when I, welcome I totally to have my to like my speaker that I talk into. My mic is totally up to my ear. <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely going to. Uh, I want to welcome everybody. God, I got sidetracked. Everybody to the Memorial Day edition of the SS edition of the One Ten Nation Sports Show. Uh, so, yes, we are broadcasting live on VTR. Anybody out there wants to call in or another way to listen if you're in the car. And you're wondering how to next time, or maybe somehow you're you're messing with it on Facebook and can't figure out um, the easiest way to keep it going. Uh, just dial in seven one eight six six four nine eight six one. You can either call in or actually just not do not push one and let us know that you're not trying to get in. You can actually listen to the show that way. Of course, we're on freecast.com. Make sure you check us out and every and the BTR uh, blogtalkradio.com. You can check us out a whole bunch of different ways. Like us on Facebook, uh, One Ten Sports Talk, uh, CJ Sports. Uh, if you follow Miss Karen, if you follow Miss Jules, uh, we all got the links on all our pages. We we got. Well, that would be. Yeah, I keep using words that I should not be using. Plethora of ways to be able to tune into the show. So there's really no excuse at all for not being able to tune in. We will be throughout the show. I will be adding um, just a bunch of uh, uh, little videos. I think I got like three more videos to kind of celebrate um, the holiday, and of course we got the Sideways Illustrated. So this is going to be a more, a little bit more relaxed kind of show than we normally run. Um, this kind of in spirit of the holiday, and everybody, I want to thank everybody that has or is serving, or is part a uh, family of serving, to include um, military, or to include uh, the police and the fire department, or fire department for everything they do. I got a little interesting story about the, the police department and the fire department here in uh, a town called Hope Mills. That I, I think that I, I kind of had to shake my head, then we'll, we'll, we'll do what we're supposed to be doing. We'll talk some sports. Um, I had one of the other managers, uh, it was one day in the middle of, day, middle of last week. It was either Wednesday or Thursday. They do what we call an apartment night. And what they do is they organize with the uh, the attendants through the apartment manager. And one night they go out and have pre made pizzas or whatever. And they sell them for like six, seven, eight bucks, whatever the deal is. Um, it's been different, different prices at different times. And they did like 32 of them, which is a pretty good deal. 32, 32 attendants out there bought pizzas, so not a bad deal. Um, usually you, you might go out to a, one particular apartment complex one or two times at most a night, so to get 32 is a real good deal. And he actually had to send back for 15 more before he, you know, before it started to slow down, but they only ended up selling three out of that next set. And so he had 12 left. And so he was like, you know what? I decided I was going to go over to the police department, the fire department, go ahead and feed them for the night, you know, kind of do a nice thing. And so he goes over there, the fire guys are out there, the firemen are out there, and so, you know, y'all ate dinner yet? And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, well, I got some pizza for you. And he's like, um, we share it with the police department. He's like, yeah, I got like 12 pizzas. So he feeds them the pizza, the cops are outside, this, that, and the other. He gets in his vehicle. Another cop, one of the cops in the parking lot happened to get in his vehicle at the same time. And 
because the manager went back to the Holton Mill store. I'm not sure how long the drive it is, but I'm assuming it's only maybe 10, 10 minutes at most. Holton Mill is not that big of an area. And the cop waits until he gets all the way in his parking lot, pulls him, and gives him a freaking $161 no-seat belt ticket. The man just donated 12 pieces to, to the police department and the fire department, and because he did not wear a seatbelt for the, the five, ten-minute drive, whatever it is, from the police department back to work, that man gave him, or that police officer gave him a $161 ticket for not wearing a seatbelt. That was freaking crazy. He said he, he, got, he said he was cussing at that cop so bad that people started coming out of other restaurants in that, in that same shopping strip, which things got worse because um, – there was a customer that was drunk that happened to be in his restaurant. He comes stumbling out, and he was, he was showing me how this guy was just all leaving and everything else. Comes over and kind of, like, gets in the middle of the conversation, like walks in between them, and the manager kind of just put his hand out, like, this is not your business, stay out of it. So this guy stumbles his way back into Marco's and cancels his order and then goes to Marco's.com and files a formal complaint to the corporation, a three-page letter, and, and, uh, and saying that he was cussing him out and threatening to kick his butt and everything else. So it, it just it, it ended up being a bunch of nonsense, and they kind of just threw that that complaint away. But it just went from him trying to do a nice deed and give twelve pizzas to to the fire department and the police department, and that's the kind of thing. I understand that is it's against the law, and I'm not going to agree with the law because you can pretty much do anything else you want. You have the right to be a homosexual or not. You have the right to have an abortion or not. But sh- you don't have a right to wear a seatbelt or not. I, to me, I just I don't understand the concepts that you can give all these people all these rights. And I'm not saying one right is wrong, one and vice versa. But if you're going to land an opportunity and let everybody have freedom to do what they feel that they have the right to do, then I think seatbelt laws should be another one of those things. If you don't want to wear it and you want to take that chance, then that's on you. It shouldn't be some officer's job or duty to give you a $161 ticket. But that that's another day for another story. Um, yesterday's race, oh my lord! Um, you know, I had to go back and play a little bit of stuff that I saw on YouTube talking about the broken cable incident. And like I said, since the race, you couldn't really see what was going on, especially since we were on the back stretch. And as a matter of fact, it wasn't until we looked on the track and actually see cable that one of the cars had drug around to the back stretch that we really even knew what was going on. There was one little screen you could see in the infield. Um, we were on the opposite side. We were on the side where you could see, you know, we weren't on the front set, so we couldn't see the big jumbotron. So you could see the little TV, but we, we happened to see the uh, – Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to complain. Uh, the seats were great. Uh, uh, um, it, it was definitely entertaining. Um, you know, there, there's some stories I could tell you guys on another time. Um, there was, like, one guy got thrown out for throwing a can uh, at that point in time, trying to throw it up on the track when they were trying to clean up the cable, just drunk and ignorant. Well, it was a whole row of people kicked out. Um, they, they decided they wanted to bring liquor in, and, and they just lap dances and you name it. They, they, it was you, – you saw we were at a strip joint. You, if you look down about 15 rows the way they were carrying on. So it was definitely an interesting um, crowd out there. But you didn't know what was going on until – we saw that cable, and then you kind of watched the little screen to see the uh, replay. I guess my first question before we talk more into the race, do you think maybe NASCAR is trying to get a little too technological, I guess? I mean, you know, they already are the most hands-on sport 
just a risk. I dare you to take that to Brian France right now after what I read today. Wow, that was real bad, though. Um, they, they, they let you walk up and down pit road. They, they let you interact with the crew. Like, I didn't I, – I remember back in 96 when I actually got to go up down pit road. I don't remember the crew actually being out there um, that morning and setting up. So we went out there early because it was an early race, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Atlanta at that point in time was the last uh, race of the season. And when I went, it was actually Gordon's first um, – it was uh, it was actually uh, Gordon's first championship when he won his first championship. I think he had to finish like 30th or above um, or better at that track or something or for that race to win the championship, but he ended up winning the championship. Um, I don't remember all that. And so yesterday, walking down up down pit road, which I'm glad they were out there because that was my mission. Um, I, I made sure that I was stopping at 78 to see if I could see the captain, and I made sure I got down to Paul Marnard's stall to see if I could see Ray Wright. When she wasn't there at first, and I actually stood around for a little bit. I actually tried tweeting him. Didn't know if he'd have his phone on or not because it was so much earlier than the race. It was still like four hours before the race started or three hours before the race started. And I finally gave up standing there. And then as I was walking away, I probably took about four steps. And then I saw him coming towards me. And, and so I got to hang out with him for a little bit. But it's amazing how interactive and how much you actually had to go back there and check out, you know, them, them getting the tires ready and them getting everything ready. Uh, so um, it, it was definitely interesting to see all that, and, and that's part of a really good job. They let you get all up in basically all in the grill, and now you have two cranes that you can see from the back stretch. You can see the two cranes holding this wire going across, so that they can kind of do what the NFL does and have this can, camera coming across and get you better shots and everything else. And I understand what they're doing, and I, I already feel that NASCAR has a a very good, when it comes to, for the most part, when it comes to, um, when it comes to footage and angles and everything else, they do a phenomenal job. There's not too many races that they don't have a replay on something or have a really good angle on something, um, especially with the in-car cameras. And and, and it's amazing. Sometimes you almost feel like you're right in the mix when, when they're doing the replays or, you know, doing the, uh, turn it up and every, you know, all that other stuff. But is, are they trying to go, get a little too high-tech by adding just one more element to it? You, we saw a, a malfunction. We saw 37, I think 37 people injured, four rushed to the hospital. And we saw cars, cars that were damaged. I know Ambrose, um, I know he had doing two or three laps after that happened to make sure that whatever they had to fix on cars, if I'm, I understand what I saw in the, uh, today's updates, it was like 15 minutes. They had 15 minutes to fix what they could fix. I know uh, Kyle Bush was leading. It had he had some really extensive body damage. Um, it, it pretty much whole front corner panel of the car ended up being black after that happened, where they had to bundle everything up. Um, and I know there was another car. I can't remember which car off the top of my head that was involved. I think uh, Mark Martin might have been the other car, and it kind of um, messed the rear corner panel of his car up. Is NASCAR getting a little too high tech with this? And um, do you think NASCAR? did a good job on trying to fix the air. I, I mean, think they did. They could. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, because there was some cars damaged. Do you think that they did the best job, that, you know, giving them 15 minutes, basically yellow slash red, so, that, you know, they were able to fix on cars, because, you know, technically you're not supposed to touch it. 
So do you, do you think that one they they kind of NASCAR did the right thing and, and re, repaired? Um, two, do you think that they kind of gone a little bit too high tech? And three, if you, another question, if you was a driver like Kyle Busch that was leading the race and had that kind of damage done to your car or something like that, how pissed would you have been? I I got some mixed emotions on this, but predominantly it leans towards. I, I I was a little I, I think it was smart that they had to take the fifteen minutes. Um, there were injured fans. They had to take that into account. They had to take care of the cable. But the whole business about people getting out of their cars, um, you know, and, and fine, it's a long race. That was lap what one twenty six. Um, I think anyways, it was about that early in the race. And they really had to do what they did by stopping the race. It was going to be red flags. They had to fix that. Um, but where my issue is, is is where do they stop with or start with the rules of wanting all this high-tech stuff, but then how are they going to integrate that with the rule books of we saw Kyle Bush taking pictures, Okay. Um, didn't guys are getting fined all over the place if they're not, uh, you know, too much technology can pass along from team to team to team. It can't unfair advantage. Um, so I I didn't have anything against them doing it. The official was standing right there. He didn't stop them, and because the crews are not allowed to come out and work on the cars, Kyle Busch was allowed to take some pictures and, um, you know, send it to the crew so they knew what they had to work on. He was the first car to hit it, but there was a bunch of them through P10 from what I understand. But the 15 minutes red flag on pit road was fine. Do not touch the cars. But I still think that there's going to be a sign coming out of this for Kyle Busch. I was just talking to my husband earlier tonight about, you know, they let him do it. Um but if you're not going to let your pit crew out around the car to see what's wrong with it, what's going on with it, why is it going to be okay to take a picture and send it to them? So they want technology, but yet they want to have a handle on it. Now, as far as this camera cable, I thought it interesting how many drivers actually would come out and say, you know, yeah, it was a pretty cool angle, it was a neat thing. But, boy, what would happen if that ever broke? I heard five different drivers say that this morning. And I thought, hmm, you know, a rare occurrence. You know, you can't predict. But I think they did the right thing by stopping for 15 minutes. That I think there's going to be some rewriting of some rules under, I don't know what kind of circumstances you write these rules under. It's completely unforeseen, but I... Would you be surprised if Kyle Busch didn't get a fine? He brought media onto the track when Keselowski has been fined twice for having Twitter. Just this year again. BK got you know, it again. I think, I think it's going to end up being a, a, a tough situation because because of the circumstance, I understand why NASCAR is not wanting them to have 
their their phones out there. I I, I understand that, mm-hmm. and I have no problem with the reasoning behind it because you could get with today's phones with with something as like I got a freaking Note two that's size. That's all I keep hearing about for the last two or three days. Is that a tablet? Is that an iPad? What the hell is that? You actually talk on it. Look like you're talking with a brick. I understand that you know, I can pretty much pull anything up that I want to pull up. And I understand why NASCAR does not want, um, you know, their drivers out there because, you know, if it's not either speed, the time delay, you know when there's a caution before they even announce it on TV. Well, that, too, I mean, you know, you know uh, yeah, even if you have a, something simple, you know, as a, uh, a regular track phone, I mean, you still get text messages and everything else. So you can get updates from people that are watching at home or, you know, got, you know, other connections. So I, I, I completely understand what their issue is with it. But at the same time, I, I guess a circumstance like that, either you let him take it with his phone or you let those crew people come out and, and do what he did. Uh, take a picture. Have have someone is able to is allowed to use a phone or not. And I agree camera. with you. I'm just afraid that NASCAR is going to want to show us brass balls and want to say, guess what? We're going to fine you for taking technology out on pit road and relaying it to your crew. I understand. If I was doing it, they gotta, is this going to be a great area with them? I don't know. It, 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 you know, it's going to be interesting because we, we've seen people – Kind of, you know, we, we saw Denny Hamlet get fined for running his mouth about something simple and stupid, and then Brian Newman just kind of lays it all out there, and um, mm. nothing happens to Ryan Newman. And yeah. then you've got Tony Stewart, who once again is complaining and crying and everything else. Now he wants to choke uh, Ricky Steinhouse, which I can understand that because Ricky Steinhouse has no business being on the track, and he's really pathetic, and I don't understand. But... Um, you know, he had an issue with the way he drove, and, of course, he was very vocal talking about he wanted to, you know, if he could right now, he would show him this, that, and the other. I understand a lot of things are building up at Stuart, Stuart Hawk, and, you know, we were talking about this yesterday at the track, that a lot of people give her hell, and a lot of times, one, it's not even her fault that she got wrapped into Rex. I'm not sure if her and Keselowski, whose fault it was, um, you know, I could see a little bit of the replay. I could see it happening. As a matter of fact, I was watching her because she had just finally cracked back into the lead lap on, like, 19th or 20th when it happened. Um but for a car owner, when you've got Danica who's finishing not where you were thinking that things were going to play out, but she is actually heavily finishing with your, you and Ryan Newman, I can understand why, you know, he is frustrated and, and is very aggravated because all three of those cars are not performing at the level they need to be performing, especially with him being a smaller team and depending on, you know, most from other, uh, you know, from Rick Hendrick and, and counting on a lot of things, a lot of cards got to fall into place for teams that are, you know, I'm not saying the Stuart Haas is necessarily a small team, but they're still kind of new. They've only been around, what, three, four years. So that yeah. there's not like they've got the backing of the Penske's and, and the Roush's and, and the Hendricks and the Gibbs, you know, financially they've built their name and are very sturdy and, and have, a, you know, some, some leeway to play with either way. So, um, 
you know, I, I can understand his frustrations. And, and then we watched this race unfold. And, and of course, Brandy was with me and my stepdaughter, and they, they were both pulling, pulling for Casey Kane. And it was funny because different points of the day, like when Junior wrecked, I got to, you know, F Junior Nation this and blah, 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 and cheer that on. And, you know, I have no problem. Everybody knows I, I have no issues with Casey Kane. I think Casey Kane's a phenomenal driver. As a matter of fact, I went to Rocky Ham. He was the one that won the truck race. Um, I have no problem with Casey Kane. Uh, definitely a very dominant car all day long. And it was, you know, and when Kyle Busch took the lead a few times, he took the lead. You know, I got into it and started cheering him on. It was not that I, I cared that Kyle Busch would beat Casey Kane. It was more the fact that we, as we talked last week about the Hater Nation, that, that, that hates on Kyle Busch, who was probably the most talented driver out there. And, and so, of course, when he took the lead, everybody's booing, booing, booing. I think the biggest cheer we got to hear all day long is when they were towing Jeff Gordon's damaged car on around the track as that car was being towed all the way around. And, of course, the, the stadium kind of erupted there for a little bit. But um, Casey Kane definitely the, the most dominant car of the Did night. Did I not really yeah. almost call him to win him at? It was yeah. Kyle it, Kane it, or it, Hamlin. It, 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 when I was actually when I was talking to Ray down in uh, Pit Road, um, he asked me what my opinions were of who I thought he was. Like he ain't got to say the number twenty seven. What are my feelings? I said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy Johnson won it. It seems that you know they were starting to find their groove, which they were having a good race yesterday until they got mixed up in that wreck. Um, I said, Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, both have been strong all you know the last uh, two weeks, and Casey Kane. Uh, those those four cars were the cars that I listed off the top of my you know off the top of my head and that I was impressed. Now two years ago when I went to the Coca Cola 600, we came down to a green white checker, and when we took the green white checker, we had Casey Kane, and he he ended up running out of gas on the green flag, and then Junior came around to the flag. He ran out of gas on the white flag, and then Happy Harvick came around and took the checkered flag. And when I saw this restart, I said, wouldn't it be ironic that the next time that I showed up to the Coca-Cola 600, Casey Kane would have this race once again in hand, and Happy Harvick would find a way to be able to be victorious. And He's sure enough, in real life. I don't know. He looks pretty, he looks pretty happy. Well, anybody night. can look uh, happy in victory lane. Try, try him on a bad day. Not, well, we'll see how next season goes when he's over, Stuart Hawk. First had no way out of that one, Brandy. I'm just going to say that right now. SCJ, there's no way Gordon could have avoided that wreck. There's no way he could have avoided that. I am not updated. Yeah, wow. Mine is so not updated. Gordon, of course, at the wall. Thanks for some help. My chat room was like, 15 chats back, it is now updated. I missed, like, every last conversation for the last five minutes. Um, of course, you don't get to see everything uh, and being at the track versus the you other You don't always get what you happen. want? Well, no, I mean, you don't get to see everything. You don't get to see, you know, the replays. You necessarily don't get to see stuff happen on the front stretch where we were sitting. Yeah. You get to see the Isn't it crazy? Well. <laughs> yeah. Um what key things did you take from the race that we might not have seen sitting on the back stretch that, um, you know, kind of caught your eye of yesterday's race? I, I saw a lot of cars having trouble getting a handle on their car on that end of the track. 
Um, and, and then three wide was just an accident waiting to happen, and usually was. Um, but I, I also noticed coming into turn two, a lot of cars going up way too high, it seemed. Did you, did it seem like that while you were there, that they were just coming way too high up and then some were getting loose? Was there a lot of rubber up there? Or did it just, or, or how was the track? You know, coming out of turn two, it seemed like they were, they were kind of high, but it just, to me, just seemed like they were just carrying a lot of speed off the back, off the uh, turn two and, um, and going down the back stretch. Um, yeah, I, I didn't seem like the biggest complaint what I heard on the radios. Yeah, because uh, it seemed like there wasn't too many. There was one, one or two cars that I noticed quite frequently, and one and two they were kind of loose. But for the most part, it didn't seem like a lot of people's. Well, yeah, a lot of people's. Um, a lot of drivers had issues with turn one or turn two. It, it, if anything, it must have been turn three and four. And it seems like that's where. Uh, most of the incidents happen, if I'm not mistaken. I think there was one wreck down in one and two. Um, yeah, and, and about the three wide. Yeah, that was definitely interesting where uh, Mark Truex tried to make a run there at the end and, and go three wide on that restart. Uh, I, I really started uh, cheering for Truex at that point. Didn't know if he'd be able to pull it out. But I, like I said earlier, I feel that I felt that if I had the hat on, I might as well go ahead and support the, the, the man in the 56. That and was pretty happen, no how. What we're going to do is we're going to take one second right here, kind of uh, kick back, enjoy this video. I, I selected four songs to play throughout this show um, to kind of uh, get everybody in the Memorial Day um, spirit. So uh, kick back, and I hope you guys enjoy this next selection. Oh, <laughs> 
Welcome, everybody, back to the 110 Nation Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. CJ Sports. I can't see you, I'm sorry. I was trying to set to a 10 mic test. Um, I hope it is the BTR side is working. Uh, Ms. Jules, you can follow yeah, her. I'm here. Go ahead. Can you hear I seem so, so loud in my own ear. Trying to. Uh, Should I try to adjust my settings now with my mics? How's it sound? Real good. Not too loud. Uh, okay. Okay. We're good on the beat. Uh, I can turn it down just a smidge. Um, <laughs> BTR-wise, we are good. So I just want to do that real quick test. Um, NBA. We had. The Miami Heat go ahead and go up two games one. Really not a big surprise. Uh, I no. that I, I knew that uh, Indiana was going to get one or two. I didn't honestly think they were going to get one in Miami. I, I think Miami is going to go ahead and be dominant the rest of the series and, and go ahead and end this. Uh, San Antonio has really got a, a grasp on their series up two games or nothing. Um, yeah. Obviously. San Antonio because of their their age and everything, uh, you know, has to do with San Antonio's is the age, the, the injuries they've suffered throughout the year. Of course, they're wanting to, um, I'm sorry, San Antonio three games and then I could go ahead and clinch this out tonight, my bad. Uh, 
could definitely be um, one. This definitely could be uh, Memphis's last night. I honestly thought Memphis would at least get one or two games out of this series. I thought both series were going to go five to six games. Uh, San Antonio, in their interest, they need to go ahead and lock it up tonight. If they can lock it up tonight and give themselves a chance to rest like they did um, all season long and ended up being just short of the best team in the West, I think we can see see what David Stern was hoping and and was doing everything possible to make sure that he had the most marketable NBA Finals, which that's what it's going to be ever since um, that ridiculous fine that he gave um, San Antonio Spurs a $250,000 fine for putting a team on the field that almost beat his precious Miami Heat with 30 seconds left and didn't have four stars. They didn't have um, Duncan, didn't have Parker, didn't have Ginobili, didn't have Green, and yet put on a show in Miami. So we all know that this is where the road's going to lead to, and that's that what Davis wants to see. And, of course, I mean, it's the two best teams. I'm not going to argue that. And it is the, probably it's going to be the best matchup. I, I'm sorry, but I think San Antonio would put the smack down on Indiana, and vice versa, I think Miami would put the smack down on Memphis. So I think this is your best matchup right here. Uh, yeah. I, I, I I hope that San Antonio does it tonight. I would hate for the series and nothing against Memphis fans or nothing against the Memphis Grizzlies, but I want to see the best possible NBA Finals. I want to get sucked in. So far, I've not been sucked in. I've not been sucked in since, A, when LeBron left Cleveland, and, B, once they won their championship. I got sucked in watching Dallas and, uh, Dallas and Miami and watching Dallas beat Thunder uh, LeBron. The one, whatever it was. Now, of course, I got sucked in last year's playoffs, and I was really turned off on the piss-poor officiating they had to make sure that um, Miami Heat managed to win themselves a championship. So I've not been really into it. The horrible officiating, the Celtics should beat Miami. Went seven games, the officiating determined that. Game one, we saw OKC come out and beat Miami, showed us that they were the better team, and the officiating just went to, to, to the craps from that point on. And so, um, of course, you know, we didn't get to really see the better team. So all I was really turned off by the NBA. I tell you, if we can get San Antonio and Miami in, I am going to be drugged back into the finals. I think it will be great finals. Um, I'm not sure which side I, I feel is going to win. I kind of want Miami to lose just for the sake cause one, it, it, it tarnishes the marketability of the, Miami, the precious Miami Heat. Two, you're going to start to see the pieces come apart because of the franchise or the luxury taxes and everything else going on in the NBA. And three, that makes that path for LeBron James to go back to Cleveland just that much easier. Mike Brown is back, drafted well in the last three years. You've got the number one draft pick next year. Now Miami can't win championships. You want to win championships. You've got a young, talented team, a coach that you want to Where are they going to go? What? What do you think their moves are going to be? Whose moves? Yours. What are my moves? <laughs> I know yours. <laughs> well, I mean, not in a bad way, but I mean, uh, no, no. It, it, like, if you're looking at these two teams, we know that LeBron, you know, the situation there, <laughs> looking at um, some of these contracts, you know, Miami can't stay on top forever, and um, nor will uh, LeBron James stay there forever, do I think. I don't think LeBron will stay. 
So what do you think they got to do to get them? I mean, do you think once Wade goes and LeBron goes and all these guys go, what is going to become of Miami? The best thing that could happen for Miami is they go ahead and free themselves of the Bosch contract and the Wade contract. Wade getting older, banged up, is not consistent with playing on a regular basis. Bosch is not that big, and you need a big man um, presence in there. If you can free those two contracts up, maybe get two players that are close to being as talented but not quite and younger that you can get at a cheaper price to pair with LeBron, you will be able to keep LeBron. But unless they can come up with a package that involves moving those two out so you can free up some salary space and, and this luxury tax coming in, and you can find two players to bring back in to this organization to go with LeBron, Miami's kind of screwed because, one, they're not going to be able to afford this luxury tax that's going to happen. Two, you can't afford to constantly pay these three guys the amount of money you're paying them, plus trying to keep getting pieces that are going to fit in. If it be the Birdman, if it be Ray Allen, if it be Mike Miller, um, Shane Battier, Mario Chalmers, um, uh, Haslam, whatever the pieces may be, you, you're going to have to free up some of that room somewhere, and that's going to be really their best opportunity to be able to do something. I, I don't know what pieces are going to come up this next year, and there might not be nothing they can do. And, you know, because all, all of them are locked in for at least one more season. I think all their contracts are about the same distance length because all three of them went into this together at the same time. Um, so I, I think all of them in. So they got one more year of this. I'm curious to know what's going to happen to Miami next year and what the mindset's going to be if they do lose to San Antonio, knowing that these three guys' contracts are about to be in. And um, Eric Spolcher's kind of been on the hot seat, even though you know he won a championship last year. Uh, I, I'm sorry, but I, it does not impress me as being the greatest coach. He's kind of like Mike Brown. Even though Mike Brown came back, I was never impressed. You're on mute. You cannot be on mute. Um I was not impressed with him being uh, the head coach at Cleveland. I don't think Mike Brown is the right choice. I'm not a Mike Brown fan. Don't get me wrong. And, and him coming back and having the opportunity of bringing LeBron back is great and all. But when a coach pretty much tells you your star player, go ahead and uh, just give LeBron the ball, and that's kind of your game plan, that does not impress me none. Um, we, we saw how bad, horribly it was in, in L.A. And, and nothing against Kobe, but Kobe was a little bit older. Well, he was, he is. Um, he's a little bit older than LeBron. He can't quite do the things physically that LeBron is able to do because he was so much younger and so much better physically shaped yeah. than uh, Kobe was when Mike Brown had LeBron James. You're, you're taking a smaller, not as strong, older version of LeBron in, in some sense. I'm not trying to compare them, but they're stars, oh. they're, they're players, all that. Older, um, period. And, and, trying to run the same concept, and I think that's what failed that system because that's just not the kind of player and team that the, the L.A. Lakers are at this point. They are a much older, injured-prone Laker team, not that, that young LeBron James-led Cleveland team. It's different. Yeah. Uh, what, what also impressed me about these playoffs is all we've heard in the build-up to this the San Antonio Memphis showdown was these big guys, this this Marcus this this uh, Randolph, and yet we got this. I want to say, if I remember correctly, 18 years in the league, Tim Duncan. 
Oh, apologize. You still hear me? Well, I hear you, but now I I now hear you. I had to leave for a second. The song was going crazy. I was about to uh, take my my boot and turn it sideways and shine it up real good. And uh, well, anybody that watches the WWE, you know what's about to do with that boot. Um, but all we heard going up to the uh, um, it, it just the dog just went crazy in the cage. I don't I don't I don't know why. It, it, it's upset because everybody was outside and they wanted to be outside, and. Uh, it's still kind of in the pup stage, so if you live outside, it's too dang on high ground. Wants to bounce around, and even though it's a pup and it's only like eight months old or whatever, it's a huge pit bull. And the last thing you need is that bouncing up on you. It's crazy. But all we heard was this was this build up uh, of these two big guys that was supposed to carry Memphis and, and do these phenomenal things and what they've done all season long and what they managed to do in the playoff. Tim Duncan, eighteen years in the league, and has been the man so far. If I'm not mistaken, he was the cause of two of the the victories. One of them scored like seven of the 24 points in overtime. So Tim Duncan has definitely been the man of the playoffs. And, and I just find it kind of ironic because, like I said, they're building up into the series and all playoffs. All playoffs. Well, all you heard to this point was saw this and ran off that. You weren't really talking about Tim Duncan and and the things going on in San Antonio. So it's definitely been interesting how things managed to change out in that direction. Um, I'm thinking anything else that we had. Bob Satire, uh, Clifford, um, as a coach, which I, I, I still in the firm believing that um, and at the end of the day, they, they find a way to pull Michael Jordan out of this, this whole organization and have less of a role and actually get someone in there that knows how to put a team together and actually knows how to put the pieces that can actually win a game. The Bobcats, soon to be Hornets again, doesn't matter what you call them, we're going to see the same results. Um, they, they, they've kind of been the joke of the NBA for a while now. They will continue to be the joke of the NBA. Uh, so I, I'm not... I don't understand that whole organization. Now, I saw someone the other day get fined, which kind of caught me off guard because you hadn't seen too many players in the NBA um, get fined or talk a lot about um, the flop. And, and we saw that one the other day, which kind of kind of surprised me because we watched – LeBron James in the uh, the game against Chicago when Muhammad kind of pushed him, and we watched LeBron overact and pretty much do a flop in, in order to dry, make uh, Muhammad get ejected, and there was no repercussions of that. And we all know that because LeBron is basically David Stern's godchild, uh, and he's got to protect that image and that marketability. Of course, he's not going to find or suspend LeBron, and I've not heard as of yet that there was any kind of uh, suspension for Dwayne Wade. Uh, from what I understand, last night's game, there was a very deliberate um, foul that was kind of um, it was kind of in the same sense that we watched. Uh, God, what player was they talking about that got suspended a game for pretty much all the same thing? It was uh, two series back. I, I wanted to say it was the Chicago, uh, Chicago series that somebody got um, thrown out of the game and or got suspended the game and 
Yeah, the money is in Chicago, and I, I wish I really wish I could think of the name of the player right off the top of my head, and it's drawing a blank. But they were comparing how Dwayne Wade was his intentional um, foul was a lot, a lot more harsh than it was in the first round, and we saw that. As a matter of fact, it was J.R. Smith. Um, as I see, wasn't him. there an elbow? Yeah, it was something. It was an elbow. He had both hands we, on the uh, ball. It was supposed to kind of make it where it wasn't such a a, a serious foul, but they they ended up suspending him the game for kind of throwing his elbow as he was with the hands on the ball doing a rebound. But what Wayne did, and they, from what I heard described, and I'm trying to pull up anything about it right in a second. Um, what I was told, matter of fact, hopefully we can, I can. Hopefully somebody has got it on YouTube, and um, I'll be able to pull it up that way. Um, but it pretty much looked like he had just pretty much broadside um, some player. It was like obvious, intentional, like a football kind of move. Like I said, I'm hoping that we'll be able to pull it up. But that's why they were describing it on ESPN Radio last night. As I was, was it last night? No, it wasn't last night. It might have been yesterday morning. It might have been from last night. Maybe it was this morning when I heard it when I was going in or something. I'm not. Grizzlies experts, flavor of foul. I don't know why. Because I know I read it. No, it did not mean. Oh, yeah, I didn't mean Dwayne. I spelled Dwayne name wrong. He's got the weirdest spelling. What? Are you talking to me? No, I'm talking to myself. As I misspelled Dwayne Wade's name, because he spelled it a little right. bit different. And, <laughs> and, of course, my trying to pull this up on YouTube, and, and of course, it's acting retarded. And don't ask me why it's playing that. Because it's so beautiful. And then I had to talk over it. <laughs> oh, God, are you serious? <laughs> Dude, I don't know where to put this microphone where I just can't be heard. I feel like I'm really loud. I almost look like I, like I have an antenna. Still in my ear. I'm not sure if anybody else is hearing this or not. Slightly loud, Holly says. But she says that she can turn me down. Let's so can CJ. He mutes me. <laughs> yeah, I hear you perfectly. Jules. But I'm hearing you through both accounts, but I hear you through my headset. Hi, Scott. I'm glad that you joined us. Yeah, we had rain today, too, Scott. We couldn't even grill out. Yes, Restore. I want to thank everybody for tuning in on the BTR side. I'm still live on BTR. Um, we just and I'm live at 110 Sports Talk. I <laughs> my screen locked up on me. And so it's trying to pull everything back up right now. And it's very slowly doing it. So hopefully we'll have.
I'm not playing nothing in your ear. I hear nothing. Speak to me. Are you there? Well, we might have just lost them all together, so I don't want to leave it absolutely silent. Anybody in the chat room, until we get CJ back, what do you guys got a question about? Any comments about the race yesterday? Anything you want to talk about? Anything that you think is fair or unfair? Oh, wait. And then you just have to come back and ruin it all? Come on, man. I was trying to get the show going. I don't know what is up with this. Um, I hear you on VTR. I don't hear you through my heads up. I know, because it's not got me. It's not got me in still. I'm trying to get logged back in. For some reason, it bumped me out. Always You're getting me back. All right. Well, uh, I don't know. You want to carry on, keep trying to get on, or you want me just to uh, – I just asked everybody if there's anything that they're uh, – we had Scott Kims just join us. He, he might be interested in writing for us. But anyways, we've got our, our usual host of people, and I know we have all of our live listeners out there for the 110 Nation Sports Talk. And I want to welcome our guests, Tracy, Ford, Scott, I would say welcome to myself and CJ, but we're already here anyways. Hey, what? And Brandy and Eric, thanks for being here. Now, now, now I'm back. Now I'm much better, much better, much better. Um, this Jules, they can barely hear you. I think I fixed that. That should be better, and I'm still going to try to pull this video of last night's fragrant, flagrant valve. Um, You're going to pull for fragrant? From last night, from after the track, didn't you have cores all night? Yeah, I can hear you when you say it. Holly says I'm very loud. Well, a minute ago she said you really. My, my mic is up at my ear. It's a. It's five and three gas. I turned it up. Let's try it there. Let's see if she's still loud. Um, anyway. Come on. Okay, does this sound any better? Don't mess with it. I'm going to turn it. If you keep messing with it and I keep messing at the same time, it's going to keep balancing itself out. I messed with it once. All right. Uh, okay, so how many people play fantasy in this uh, chat room? Anybody have some good picks, bad picks? Uh, now Holly says I'm muffled. Probably because I got my mic outside now. Of course I'm kidding. So none of you guys have a uh, fantasy league or do picks every week? I just literally got 101,000 views in one day. Go on. I know as soon as I try to... That was just a stim dance. So you had a big what? All right, I think I finally got it. This is why I'm not allowed to play with stuff. 
When I start playing with stuff, then then I, I screw up stuff. But this is the foul that I was talking about. I've not got to catch it myself, so I'll be watching this for the first time each. But they were talking about it a lot on ESPN Radio, so I definitely want to check this out. Now, from last I heard, as all y'all saw that, that 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 was kind of crazy for a basketball game. Almost even said a football game. Um, do you no. think Dwayne Wade should be uh, suspended a game for that? Especially since we saw J.R. Smith get uh, suspended a game for much less. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that, come on, what was that? I mean, we all just saw that. You know, it's something like we used to play. We we used to play, and we had this little cul-de-sac that I used to live in, um, starting my fourth grade year up until I went to high school, and I think we moved my tenth grade year or whatever. We had this cul-de-sac, and it was one one year that there was a real bad ice storm in Ohio in that area. Well, there's always bad ice storms, but there was one year in particular there was an ice storm, and the whole one, the whole town, the whole area was pretty much shut down. There was so much ice, it was freaking ridiculous. Everything, where there was a lot of people without power, just it was just an ice. Wasn't even snow, it was just straight ice. It was crazy. But we were out there. We thought it was clever, and thank God, thinking back back on it now that nobody got hurt. But we played with another play we called jungle ball. Basically, we were taking the concept of basketball, football, but playing that on ice on top of blacktop. So you, you can imagine. <laughs> what that must have looked like and how bad that could have really ended up. And thank God nobody got hurt. But it's kind of what that reminded me of watching that play. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I've kind of done the same thing, so I know exactly what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> but seriously, yeah, that that's perfect analogy. I like that. It is <laughs> Definitely, definitely crazy. We got uh, a couple people we got to shout out to today. Amazing. Uh, as, as we take our halftime break, half break real quick. I want to thank uh, Miss Carrie Caller has Holly S42. She is our chat room uh, social media guru. We are always honored and privileged to have her, one, hang out with us, but to um, do everything that she does um, for us. Definitely want to thank her. Um, 
I was going to thank Jennifer for hanging out, but she's not in the chat room. Of course, our usual Scott and uh, Ford and Tracy hanging out, and Eric, thank you guys very much. Uh, Brandy, thanks for the pictures, um, going to the race and everything. Um, got to thank Sideways Illustrated for the great partnership. We're getting ready to check out their commercial. Uh, Frog Fuel Protein for giving us the samples. If you guys have not gone on <coughs> excuse me, to 110sportstalk.com, go over there. There's a page at the top. If you click on it, it's the uh, Frog Fuel Performance Giveaway. Basically, we're giving away some protein that was given to us by them. I get to try some, which I'll be trying this week as I get back into my routine. And I'm able to give some out. So make sure you check it out. It's a real cool app. You can play around and test your knowledge and this, that, and the other. So make sure you go over there check it out. It's cool. Um, also, uh, I don't know someone else I had to thank. You're coming and up I'm on just, half on um, who else I was supposed to think? Oh, Herbalife. Make sure you guys go to goherbalife.com forward slash 110nation. Um, anything you guys purchase on there, which they got all your health, beauty, um, supplement needs, all that, all those proceeds go basically back into Brandon, 110nation. Help build 110nation, the show, um, the brand, and everything else to be bigger and better and, and have have merchandise and have a way to be able to have more giveaways for our listeners and our fans, if it be VS Freecast, via BTR. So make sure if you guys are checking out a diet, if you need protein, if you got well everybody's got skin, so there's no reason that you guys don't go and check that out. Um the whole catalog's on there. All you have to do is just click uh, go to Go Herbal Life. Yeah, GoHerbalife dot com, uh, forward slash one ten nation. I am working on a couple promo videos like I did for uh, Sideways Illustrated. I was hoping to have another day, but we didn't get back in until it was 4 o'clock in the morning from the race. So it was a long, straggling morning that I had to go to do work and I had to get ready for the show. But that's one of the things on top of my list is getting a couple of commercials made up. As a matter of fact, I got one and was already done, but I got to, for, for some reason, every time, and I've done four videos now. Every time I try to do this, I forget how to transfer it from um, the Windows live, media, whatever, over to um, YouTube. So once I remember how to do that, the one will be done. Hopefully I have it for tomorrow's show. Um, but make sure you check them out. Three three definitely uh, great sets of people that have helped us out and, and doing great things. Um, sit back and enjoy as we pump the Sideways Illustrated commercial. I love this song. Thank <laughs> you. 
but love that song. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the 110 Nation Sports Show. I'm your host, Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow me at CJ Sports 1. You can follow the show at 110 Sports Talk. You can follow my co-host at K 24 Normally we're broadcasting live on the Go Radio Network. You can follow that as well at G-O-H-R-N. Glad to have you all here on the Memorial Day on the Super Show edition. Definitely excited about having uh, a show tonight. Definitely glad to be sitting back in my chair. Got some NFL topics we want to talk about. I do have one more song that I'm going to be playing before the night's out, kind of the Memorial Day thing today. We've been playing some uh, Get You in the American kind of spirit kind of song. So uh, I definitely got one more left on the uh, the old turntable that I'm definitely going to slap on there. I think everybody will greatly appreciate. DJ. Not with gay. Oh, hold on. Before I go farther, Super Show Edition. For anybody that's tuning in now, yes, Miss Karen, we will Woo. see the Icky, the Icky Shovel. Um, super Show. The reason why we call this Super Show, and, and like I have advertised before, I don't know if we're the only one, first one, but I know we're one of very few if there is anybody else. Super Show makes it that because. We are broadcasting live simultaneously on the BTR network as well as the Spreecast network. Um, sorry for all those haters out there and all those people that I'm pissed off. I had some people crying to me yesterday with text messages. Apparently, uh, I could. I that the 110 Nation has gone above and beyond everybody else, even though it doesn't involve anybody else, but gone on above and above and beyond everybody else. And it's broadcasting live on two networks that is not interfering with nobody else and is not costing anybody anything else. Get off our back about being the best show on the Go Radio Network. And We're the best show for a reason. Yeah. And like I put out there, there's a reason we're the 110 nation sports show because we go 110%. 100% is just not enough. we got to go above and beyond. Hey. So if you want to. If you want to catch us live, you can catch us on the BTR Network at blogtalkradio.com. Look up the 110 Nation Sports Show. You can also listen in live at 718-664-9861. You're able to call in with that number as well. If you just call in to listen, just don't hit anything. If you're calling in to talk to the show, talk to either me or Ms. Jules or anybody else we got going on the show, all you got to do is just press one at that point and notify us. 
You can also catch us on Spreecast.com. Just go to Live and Upcoming. You can check us out at the Nation Sports Show. Up here. Ruffled, ruffled some feathers. Got some other uh, feathers that have been ruffled in the NFL. Adrian Peterson, not with gay marriage. I understand that not everybody is with the, the, the whole gay marriage thing. Breathing in my ear. I understand there's a lot of people out there that is not with, you know, certain things. If it be gay marriage, if it be, you know, whatever. I'm not here to judge. I was brought up a certain way. I was brought up in the church. I I know what I believe, and, and I know what I was, you know, taught to believe going to church. At the same time, I have gay friends. I have stayed in gay people's houses. I don't care. I, you know, and, and it's funny because... Men, especially, are really homophobic. Like they assume because a guy is gay that they they, they gotta oh he he wants me because he's gay. No, that's not it. Just like a male does not find every female attractive, and not every female finds every male attractive, not every gay guy finds another guy attractive. And the same vice versa with females. So that that just hey, just no, you... But you know, as long as you respected me and my beliefs, I respected them and their beliefs. I, like I said, I've had many gay friends. I've stayed with gay people. Don't bother me. Um, doesn't mean I don't necessarily believe it's right. That's the way I was raised. But when you are trying to build a brand and you are trying to, you know, I guess be part of, I, I don't know, because it's kind of a touchy subject to a lot of people. Because I can see him standing up for his rights and everything else. I, I, I guess if you don't, if you're not with the Are you talking about a soccer player? No, Adrian Peterson. Um, he is not with gay marriage, which, okay, if you're with it, I guess fine. But why bring unnecessary attention to yourself? Kind of like why, Chris Cluey did? Well, I mean, why, why even comment? If you, if you don't believe in it, either way, if you do believe it or don't believe in it, why, especially now that we have having gay athletes come out of the closet and, and announce, you know. he's a high-profile athlete. And right here in Minnesota... He's a hero. They want to know what a hero, a top guy in the sport, a top guy in the sport really thinks about it. Because, yeah, we had a guy come out, but is he going to play again or not? Adrian Peterson is MVP. His rushing yards are astronomical. He's been getting so much pressure from the local press here in Minneapolis. He's not the only one, but he's one of the few. That they're that they're narrowing down and saying, "What do you think? What would you do if someone in the locker? You know, they're almost cornering him to a degree. And the more that I, but the more I feel like they're targeting him because he is a high-profile player. One, you know, I would make sure that the media gears their questions towards what's relevant, and what's not. So in other words, you know, they they quarter me in the in the locker room and come with this question. Your locker room's response is going to be, "What does this have to do with the NFL? What does this have to do with the Minnesota Vikings? What does this have to do with whether or not Adrian Peterson is going to get that nine more yards this year and have the all-time rushing record?" I, you know, me personally, I I, I would try to keep oh, nine yards. I still got to write a book about this. I understand that, but but I know, know what you're saying. I know. 
so if you go with that angle, then does it maybe look more bad on us, the the, the media, the us that are sitting here having shows? We have to, I think. Because I I feel if if the media is going in that direction and they're prying into their personal views. They need to go the other. with, With their career then it looks bad on the media itself because now you're just asking questions that's really irrelevant. I, I can see if he was running for president or if he was born for Pope, but him trying to beat a Russian record. not a story. It's not sports-related. It has nothing to do with their stats. It has nothing to do with what they do on the field, how they are as a team player, and nobody thinks of this crap in a locker room. It's the media outside of the building. It's everybody else. And who's going to be the most high-profile player to come out first? And it's a game now. The media has done that. And I like to think that we're above that. It has to be discussed. But we can say our opinions is why does this have to become a social matter? We're not sitting around on Sunday afternoons watching Oprah. Football. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I can understand if at halftime we we had the halftime split up into two sessions and you had Oprah come out for the first half of halftime and then was followed by a Dr. Phil episode. And, and then maybe this stuff would become more <laughs> relevant to Adrian Peterson or the NFL. You know, no, it wouldn't that, be any more relevant. You know, and honestly, and I, I know that a lot of people are going to be pissed off when I say this, and, and I know I'm going to offend a lot of, and I'm going to offend a lot of people. But you can tell different sports. In other words, what I'm saying, you don't have a lot of the riffraff and a lot of the garbage that goes on in NASCAR as you have in other sports. And people can blame it or, 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 or attribute to what they want to attribute to. You know, my personal opinion is, is the fact that NASCAR includes God into their sport. They say a prayer across the whole God, everybody and, and for every race. You can say what you want to you say, but NASCAR does not have all these issues and, and worrying about whether or not this driver is gay or that driver is gay or the fact that we've got black people oh. in, in racing and, and everything else. Nobody cares. It, it, it has become a very diverse sport. I, I tell you, being out there yesterday, you see it more and more that the sport is not that redneck, beer-drinking sport as it once was known as. It's become more of a diverse going up down I know. Road. I feel like an idiot when I go there. It's like, am I supposed to wear, like, like a flannel shirt? I mean, yeah, I don't I mean, get it. When I go there... Like you, yeah, I saw some of the pictures of you. See so people and so many different nationalities that even the pit crews and the teams and everything else is diverse. It's not predominantly really one race over another. It's become really diverse. So, you know. You got nothing became the nationwide. You You've also got. Yeah, go ahead. So you can attribute or blame what you want on each sport. Uh, what your feelings are. But I was sitting there as I'm watching the race and watching the crowd and watching everything that was going on, and the, the sense of pride, the sense that you, you watch a race and you get a flyover, that the military is involved with this sport probably more than any Make other sport. Make it serious. 
and, and NASCAR and make sure make a point of that and, and be able to have someone, you know, say a prayer and, you know, everything about the way NASCAR handles itself. I honestly believe that's why they have so many less issues in that sport than any other any other sport. And, and that's why we have the media. I mean, it's not – I mean, how many times have you heard someone walk up to, to Dale and Hart Jr., who is, pretty, is the most popular guy in NASCAR, and as a matter of fact, you get the two most popular people. You get him and Danica. How many times has that question been brought up to them? I mean, it's just something, I, and I, I know now that I've said this, you know, someone's going to ask them, this will be blown out of proportion. But that's not something, a conversation that gets brought up. I don't know if their PR has redirected those questions, if they just avoided those questions, or what the situation may be. But these kinds of things don't get brought up. I mean, it would be very easily to quarter Dale Jr. in a corner and ask him something, and he is pretty much right now the face of NASCAR. That, that that everybody listens to when it comes, you know, he gets on there and actually speaks, and you can tell he's kind of camera shy, and he's got a little bit better over the years, but just the way he avoids contact with cameras, kind of looks down when he talks, you tell the camera's not him. And it, it is very easily to, um, I know I saw that, Miss Karen, a lot of people uh, doing feedback on that Earnhardt Nation, not showing Dick Trickle and your respect piece. Um, they're, they're, they're not liking me too well. But, um, but you know what? Uh, the one thing that I will say about CJ you will always get from CJ and 110 Sports an objective point of view. There's no favoritism. And even when it's our favorite driver, we will sometimes have to say things we wish we didn't have to. So never think that this guy – oh, wait, you're over here. Um, uh, Don't ever think that he will write something to, to get popular votes. He writes objectively, and he's a good writer. I I, I don't care what uh, is the most popular thing. I I base the opinion around the facts and, and lay it out there. Um, <laughs> formal load <laughs> in the chat room put that Dale Jr. has a large gay following. Um, I'm sure he does. And, and not to be funny, I'm sure Casey Kane does, too. Um, there, there's a reason why he was a face to nationwide commercials and everything else. Um that's a fact. Um, the Seahawks need to grow up. It seems that you, you keep getting players that are suspended for Adderall or um, PEDs. Uh, got some immaturity going on. You saw Marshawn Lynch with DUI last year. Seattle Seahawks could be possibly the be nice to junior. Yeah, okay. Um could be potentially the best team in the NFC. I think outside of San Francisco, they are. Um, I'm kind of seeing how the chemistry works between the two teams to determine going to, you know, once the season begins, who's actually the better two team, better of the two teams. But those are your those are your two teams. Your your San Francisco 49ers and Seattle Seahawks. They have the potential of, of being a Super Bowl contending team. And uh, there's no reason that they can't even win the Super Bowl. But if this team cannot grow up and act like mature professionals, it's all going to be for nothing. You're not hearing me, Ms. Jules? I see you looking at me. <laughs> Ms. Jules! Ms. Jules is not hearing me. Let 
because I get her to refresh so she can actually hear me as she's doing it on her own. While she's refreshing, we got 25 minutes left. I want to kick off our last video of the night, kind of a, a, a shout-out to the military and um, all those that have served, are serving, have served, um, family of those that have served, um, kind, of a, kind of a little um, tribute to all of them throughout the night as we celebrate this Memorial Day on the 110 Nation Sports Show, SS edition. I can't find the right keys to hit. All of a sudden, I can't spell. There's that, and there's that. Super show, not super sport.
once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the One Ten Nation Sports Show. Um, doing doing a, a few clips throughout the show to kind of uh, show tribute to the uh, those that are served or that are serving in the NBA. I'm sorry, in the NHL. We got the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Bruce uh, Boston Bruins that went ahead and did their thing. Um, they have managed to get into the next round. We're waiting for a date to be determined on when they're going to actually start the playoffs. And we got um, the San Jose Sharks, and we got um, the LA Kings tied at three apiece. Coming down to Game Seven tomorrow at 9 p.m. Definitely excited about what will be going on, and, and of course we'll be talking about that tomorrow as we are live from 8 to 10 as well tomorrow. <clears throat> Let me plug this jewels back in. But uh, the series that takes front row center is the Detroit Red Wings that are up three games to two. They were up three games to one at one point on the Chicago Blackhawks, the heavily favored Chicago Blackhawks. And right now they are, the Detroit Red Wings are winning two to one with like two or three minutes left in the um, the second period. So it's definitely going to be interesting if Chicago, one, can pull this out and be able to come back down three games to one to take out Detroit. Um, definitely looking to excite or be able to see what's going on tomorrow's game while we're live with the, the San Jose Sharks and the LA Kings as their series will be wrapping up, them being tied three to three. Uh, a good opportunity, one, for the Pittsburgh Penguins and the uh, the Boston Bruins to be able to take a break, um, get themselves a couple take breaks before they start their series, and, and, and get them feet on the stuff. I, I think that's going to be a, a very interesting um, playoff series on that side. I think that's going to be the one that's going to draw the most attention and, and, and the one that's going to be the most brutal and the most where um, whoever wins, I hope that they are able to win it in four to five games. I think if the, the Boston and Pittsburgh drags out to a seven-game series, that could prove to be the, the, the factor point when you actually get to the, the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, the Chicago event gone. I think Chicago will get past either Chicago, or LA, or, or I'm sorry, San Jose or um, LA a little bit easier than they have managed to get past Detroit. If Detroit goes on, I think that either one of those series is going to be drawn out. So um, very definitely beneficial to Pittsburgh and Boston right now to be able to get some rest. To be even more critical if they manage to get it wrapped up. Uh, definitely looking forward to um, having more highlights throughout the night and seeing where um, who's going, who's making the next round. Either Detroit um, advances or Chicago manages to live another night, and uh, of course tomorrow night as we we bring you um, eight to ten show to uh, to see who's going to be advancing on that end. Miss Jules, we got you back in the studio. Well, you think I am. <laughs> You were you were gone there for a while, huh? On both sides of the house, gone. I was having some trouble with BTR, but here you are. Am I? How's my voice? Because it's still so loud. It's not loud on my end. Um, okay, I still have. Your own buttons, you said. Yeah, still looking good on my end. Um, Fox Sport has not determined why rope snapped. You used a cheap rope, that's why. Um, <laughs> want to make sure that I say Sideways Illustrated. Make sure you check them out at sidewaysillustrated.com. Tony Kanon won the Indianapolis 500 for anybody that did not know that. Um, I, I'm not 
mistaken, I think that might be his first. I'm not sure. Um, I think someone in the studio or the chat room would probably know that answer more than I told I you would. that my headset was clear up here. $2.4 million went in that race. Um, Is it crazy? Also, what, $2.4 million? Loud here, I will turn her back down some more. No, that's not it. Oh. Well, I can't make her down too much more. She's already low. Um, also want to thank Herbalife. Make sure that you follow us at Herbalife 110. Also go to goherbalife.com forward slash 110 nation. Get all your health, nutritional, supplementary needs, whatever. All that money goes back into the 110 nation to help us have merchandise stuff we give out, the coffee cups, calendars, magnets, shirts, hats, whatever, whatever avenue we decide to go to 110 nation and also help us be able to provide giveaways and it'll be tickets and a, um, sporting merchandise or um, gift cards or whatever. So make sure you guys help support the 110 Nation by jumping over there. Also, Frog Fuel Zone, uh, Frog Fuel Protein, um, Frog Fuel uh, Performance, uh, for giving us the protein to be able to give out. Like I said, go over to 110 Sports Talk. Um, check out the uh, little tab I got at the top for the uh, Frog Fuel Performance app um, giveaway thing. Um, definitely a cool app. Definitely worth checking out. Um, interleague plays. Um, interleague play started today with the uh, MLB. Um, it's in full swing. And that, uh, people either complain or they don't. My God. Am I as loud to everybody else? I mean, I always hear things in my head, but not this loud. I, it's you're just my looking at me like you're a crazy woman, and I've always known it. You always be talking to yourself, so. Um, what do you think about interleague play? <laughs> okay, carry on. What do you think here, about I'll put my mic way up here. Okay, what word about the chat room? That's so loud. Are you there? Okay, anyways, yeah, we have, we have, yes, I'm here. I'm ready to. You're, you're talking to yourself in the chat room instead of talking to me. I'm not talking in the chat room. I will say something now. There. You were. I'm in the chat room. I didn't say you were typing something in the chat room. I said you were talking to the chat room. What well, do you think about early play? Talking to you, too. The kid's 22, bud. What's your <laughs> I'm What's just your playing with you. <laughs> I don't know what else to say here. Yo, what here? Do you like play? <laughs> do I like what? <laughs> interleague play. Are you not hearing me? No. No, I don't like interleague play. God, I'm asking the same question five times. You're not hearing me? I, I hear you, but whenever I put my mic down, I'm too loud. Okay, well, everybody else is hearing you fine. I hear you perfectly through BTR, not through here. Well, I hear you. Oh, I hear you through BTR. It's recast. 
Um, you can't hear me? I can only hear you through VTR as well. Okay, that's the only way I'm really hearing you. That's fine. Um, as long as they can hear you, that's all that really matters. You know, interleague play, I've never been a big fan of. It's kind of like a novelty thing, like the home run, home run derby or the, uh, I. but I'm just not a big fan of it. I know I should be, and some people say, well, don't you want to see them play other teams out of their league? But at, at this point of the season, I get bored with that. I don't want to see that yet. What about you? I mean, what's your? I don't care what you. But you don't care what saying? I think. That was about to say. You don't care what I think. I'm gonna say what I think anyway. You um, always say, and I like it. I like the fact they went inter interleague because all the rest of the sports they have interleague play, and it lets you get a kind of a better sense of who really is the best. Before, all you knew was who was the best in the American League or who was the best in the National League, but you didn't get a true reading on who was the best. And, and you kind of have that issue when it comes to the NBA. The Western teams are much better, and you can see that by the, the competition and the records versus the East. And when they play each other, you see the Eastern teams have no, you know, the more dominant Eastern teams, if it be the New York Knicks or the, the Miami Heat, can beat up on the other Eastern teams. But when they play the Western teams, um, they're they're not as good, and you see that record wise. But it's because you know that they, they are accustomed to playing more Eastern League teams, Eastern Conference teams, so they only got to be so good uh, versus you know having to play a bunch of Western teams. It's fun, so, but the other, think it's equal to their season numbers. Do I know? It's fun to watch. But do you think it's crucial for them to have as many interleague games as what they do? And what does it matter at this point of the season? I think one. What do you think their purpose is? Does it get to know the whole league? Well, let me let me finish my point, and, and then I'll answer that question. But with the, huh? with the way the baseball was before, you got to know really who was the best American and best of the national, but you didn't know who was really the best at all until you got to the World Series. And you had to determine who was the best in all in seven games. At least this way, you got more of an opportunity to see who the best is. Um, and, and and let me finish this point real quick, and I'll finish kind of going more into the question. I like it because it does do that, but aside of me, doesn't like it because you took away part of a tradition that that set baseball aside. Um, you, you got different things that set, send different, you know, set different sports to a different category or um, on their own because they uh, they do different things. And baseball, that was one of those things you kind of took tradition away. But to, to your, your question, I think, one, they should have better – they should – and, Ms. Jules, you shouldn't have reloaded. It was not us. Um, I think, one, they should do it earlier in the season, and they should do it more frequently. I, I don't agree with them having just a certain – part of the season set aside to have interleague play. 
I would like them to play, you know, the NFL, they play all season long. Granted, they play more games against their division than they play against everybody else. But, you know, they, they do play some uh, NFC teams or they play some AFC teams throughout the season. So you're not, you know, it, you, you don't have just a certain part of the season. Okay, you know, this four weeks, the, the four weeks in October are set aside where we play interleague. So, you know, the, the New England Patriots and the AFC East, you're going to play the uh, NFC South um, for those four weeks, and that's it. No. They, they play it throughout. They got this set schedule. They, they play their six divisional games. They play two more conferences, which gives you up to, like, what, 12 games? And then you got, or, sorry, you got your six conference games or divisional games. That's six. You play two other conferences. That's eight more games. That gives you 16, and then they pick one, one more game um, for you to play your, your two more games out of another conference, and then another year you play the other two teams, and then you end up playing that conference. But they kind of rotate it that way. So you don't have a set kind of interleague action. So I like that. I, I like to be able to see, you know, you're not just playing them for a certain period of time. You're playing throughout the year. So you, you get a true sense of how good either the, the, the New York Yankees are when, when they got to play teams like the Giants or the teams like the Reds or teams like, you know, the Atlanta Braves and the Washington uh, Nationals, um, one of those teams that have kind of been the front runners of the uh, National League uh, more so than some of these other teams, and vice versa. You know, Washington will be able to put themselves against Detroit or the the, the Yankees or the Tampa Bay um, Blue uh, Tampa Bay Blue Rays or Rays, whatever they call themselves now. Somewhere down there, you get more opportunity. Plus, with the National League not uh, having a designated hitter and the American League having a designated designated hitter, now you get a little bit more of a level, uh, more of a um, more of a, a level playing field and on both sides get more of a true sense of, okay, is this team really that good pitching? Is this team really good at hitting? Versus the American League always, of course, their batting being better hitting-wise because they, they have the designated hitter, but their pitching maybe not be as good because now you play nine, you pitch against nine legitimate hitters versus the National League where your pitchers want to hit, so the batting averages tend to be a little bit lower and your ERAs tend to be a little lower because you're only pitching against really eight players so it's definitely a little bit different, and I think if you play interleague more often and more throughout the season instead of a period of time, well, if they I think that, yeah. then I would be fine with it. I don't like how they just kind of like compact it into one part. Yeah, I don't either. But the whole year, if they're going to do it, then let's do it. Wow, it is depressing to see the fact that the stupid Reds managed to beat up on the Cleveland Indians 4-2. That's, that's a way to kind of uh, piss on your parade on Memorial Day. Crappy Reds beating up on the, the first place Indians. Um, Yankees sitting on top of the American League. Um, well, second in the American League, top of the division. Uh, now, I kind of, I think a lot of surprise. A lot of people had the Yankees uh, being more towards the middle of their division alone. Um, the American League, Boston up there. Um, technically, they're actually tied. Um, Did you really think the Tigers are going to be a surprise, though? Do what now? Detroit Tigers and Cleveland Indians. What do you think of that? I didn't think that. I I didn't doubt the Tigers. Yeah, but um, I it was, always the Indians put a whoop. Well. On these people, uh, not the Tigers, training, you know. Tigers have been really good over the last few years. 
So I'm really not yeah. surprised in that aspect. Cleveland, I, you know, honest, to be honest with you, 100% honest, and I'm going to speak the truth right now. No no, no lie, no BS, no nothing. Straight shooting the, 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 the truth. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that they shot the first place. And I'm not surprised they are slumping and, and now are in second place and lost four in a row and probably be back in last place before the end of the season. That just, that's just the Cleveland Indians. We've done the last two to three seasons. We'll, we'll have a streak. We'll be really good, and we'll, we'll come out, and we'll be in first place. There, there's, there's been times in the last two seasons we have had first place. So it's not surprise me. But it will not surprise me if we finish at the bottom. It's just what the Indians do. So that that's not really a surprise. Um, I think the fact that Washington is sitting 26 and 25, just barely above 500, to me that's a surprise. One of the oh best rotations in the MLB, and you are barely above 500. I I don't care how slumping your hitters are, you've allowed 193 runs. That is crazy. Um, you got. A lot of the, a lot of teams that are are just looking like crap. You, you got a Milwaukee Brewers team that is yeah, only allowed to, oh my gosh, and they are making early in one of the teams in the MLB, and they have allowed almost as many runs as what the what was supposed to be the best rotation in MLB. So to me, that's that's freaking crazy that Washington, after they spend the money, after they, they try to pace themselves with Strasburg and everything else they've done, they are barely able to sit above 500. Um, Arizona Diamondbacks sitting in the first place, kind of a shock to me right now. Um, just oh, and the game the Washington the- Nationals just five games out of first. And, and, and then you got Arizona kind of surprised being first. You got Colorado and San Francisco hanging around. Colorado was an early surprise early in the season. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to hang around. How about the Central? We got Arizona. Or, I'm sorry, not Arizona. Central. Tell me who surprises me just a little bit. The Diamondbacks. Yeah. They they definitely surprised me. Um, Arizona, or I'm sorry, St. Louis, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh all pretty much a game apart. I think that's going to be the the the, the division to watch is good baseball and it is going on over there. All teams above 600 in that in those three, um, of course, Chicago Cubs and the Milwaukee Brewers, as expected, sitting at the bottom of the barrel over there, at 19 of 30 each. Uh, so definitely a, uh, a interesting conference, and with that, uh, keep an eye on that. Lady in my ear, BPR tells us we got 60. They already told us. BCR is very strict about that time thing. Um, the other night, Freecast, we can sit here and talk for hours if you wanted to. They ain't going to kick us off. But BCR, they say it's time to go. It's well, time to go. Up there, but not here. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for tuning in. If it be via BTR, if it be via calling in at 718-664-9861 to check us out, or if you came through the Freecast, we are on Saturday through Tuesday from 8 to 10. Do not miss it. We are both formats. We are the super show. We took two platforms, put it together. You can follow me at CJ Sports one You can follow Ms. Jules at JulesK24. You can follow the show at 110 Sports Talk. And follow the Go Radio Network at G-O-H-R-N. Miss Karen. Here we go. Her and shout her out. Make sure you follow her at JulesK24. 
to finish the show. We have done uh, started the tradition ever since we went on spree cast. This is how we're going to end the show once again tonight. I am hurrying. I am hurrying. I'm hurrying. Here you go, the Icky Shuffle. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.